0: Hey, it's Joe Gerard with the Sales Hero Podcast, we are going to learn some cool stuff about psychology, influence, neuroscience, how to create those repeatable best practices, and of course, building your bulletproof mindset. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and at salesheroacademy.com. Now, today we're talking about how to effectively open your sales call, all the magic that happens in that first 30 to 90 seconds. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do to control and really set the tone and really connect with your customers to make everything else super easy. Now, it's also a blog post on my JoeGirard.ca site, so check out that link on the podcast here as well. Remember, it's all about keeping things simple, having fun, and getting back to just helping more people buy from you. So let's get started. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. I have to apologize. I haven't written for a few weeks. I haven't written a podcast. We've been busy doing a bunch of different projects. I'm not using it as an excuse, but it's been pretty hectic. I've uh, had a number of speaking gigs and a lot of new clients and uh, just recently moved into a new office down on the water here in Victoria, BC. Um, And there's been a lot of really sort of cool things that we've been working on, some new programs, new projects. And today I want to share with you really the most fundamental thing in everything you're going to do in selling Which is just opening your sales calls, opening any kind of new interactions, any kind of conversation with people. We are building some really neat um, systems and blueprints and all that kind of stuff into our academies, into our coaching, into our consulting. Uh, And the number one thing that I spend probably most of my time on is just helping people, as we've said in episode one, just not be a weirdo, just to be normal. And so opening that sales call, that first 30 to 90 seconds is everything when it comes to being effective in sales. Now, for me, Inherently, I'm really lazy. I do lots of stuff, but I'm always looking for the easiest way to do things. Now, after many, many years doing sales and working through lots of numbers and conversions, I realized that, you know, each person that you interact with is when you look at your, your, Your stats, your conversions, your reports, your benchmarks, all that stuff. Every single number on there represents one person. And so when you remember it's one person, that allows you to say, okay, when I get into that moment where I have to interact with that one person, I got to shut everything off and be 1 million percent present in that moment. If you do that correctly then you increase your conversions and you decrease the amount of follow-up you need to do and you're gonna stop chasing people. So all of these things that I'm talking to you about when it comes to selling is to really just make your life easier. I think we overcomplicate things way too much. And so as I've been working with a bunch of clients this year, as we've been kicking off the year, um, this call opening has been a big topic of discussion. And really, if you control one thing in your sales process, this is probably the most important thing you can do. This one and the immediate follow-up and just getting people to, to commit and take action. But this one, let's really focus on this. When I listen to role plays, when I listen to live audio, when it's really where we make or break any sale. There's two areas that kind of, um, uh, that sort of the pivot the conversation. One is we miss a conversation opportunity, miss something that they said or something we were talking about because we didn't listen and we missed that opportunity to move that conversation in the right direction. Or two, we said something that maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe it was the wrong thing or the wrong time and the conversation took a bit of a turn. We allowed that to go off the rails. So typically, those are the two things that are gonna throw you off in a sales conversation. So what we wanna do when we talk about some of the psychology is really not worry about you know what we say, but more so how we say it. We're not trying to overcome objections, but instead reduce resistance. And so the problem that we've talked about, like I said in episode one, it's just not being a salesy weirdo. This is probably... The biggest thing I talk about with people is how do I just be less salesy? How do I be less like, hey, look at me kind of salesperson and get uncomfortable in our own skin? And that's why we're building these conversation roadmaps. So when I talk about being a salesy weirdo, there's two kinds. One, and now just imagine, you close your eyes, listen to this one. The first one is that overly robotic person that we think that we need to be, which is, hello, I'm calling you about my company, XYZ." Company And I want to talk to you about your blah, blah, blah needs. Do you have some time for some questions? And then we go through those questions. Now, currently, what are you doing for your services here? And how is that going so far? That robotic weirdo, that's sometimes people just try and be way too formal. Okay, that's the first one. The other kind of sales weirdo that I hear all the time is, again, close your eyes, listen to this, is you pick up the phone and you, and you say hello. And they say, hi, is this Joe? Well, I want to talk to you today. about. And as soon as they, they just hit that note right at the beginning, it's like, oh, my God, I'm getting pitched. And you can smell it. You can feel it. So what I'm trying to do is whatever your normal style, the way that you would talk to your friends and family Let's try and talk to people like that. If you wouldn't use a word with your friends when you're calling them, don't say it to your customers. Try and sound just normal. And it's, I don't know... How I've been able to stumble on this as a, as a full time business is just helping people be normal, but it's a ton of fun, and so that's what this 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 is about today is just trying to be normal. Now, why is why is it important? Why is this so important to nail the opening of the call? Well, first thing, when you nail that opening, you create that connection. People go, hmm, this is somebody that's interesting, and it demonstrates if you can demonstrate understanding in that first thirty to ninety seconds, everything else becomes super easy. You don't have to do all the other stuff. People want to do business with you. Second one is these are people are just humans. If we understand some of the psychology that we've talked about before with the way our brains are developed and we're survival creatures, we have to make sure that we put people at ease and we don't get that spidey sense tingling right away that they go, hmm, I'm being pitched to. Now, the other one is if you communicate with confidence, you control that call. You build trust. If you sound like you're enjoying what you're doing and you believe in what you're doing in that instant moment, They're going to say, wow, this sounds like somebody maybe I should listen to. No matter what you say after that, they're going to go, okay, I'm listening. we were disrupting that pattern of being just another salesperson. And ultimately, what we're trying to do is, is make them feel like you're the kind of person they would just want to do business with way before they even know what the heck you do that makes sense? I hope that makes sense, right? So what, what we usually do when I, when I work with my clients, we build what are called conversation roadmaps because I don't believe in like building scripts. We build some language. We build some sentences and different things, but we don't build scripts because humans don't really go on scripts. So when we build these road, roadmaps, what we're trying to do is is base off of um, how habits are formed. And if you want to read a great book, it's The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And he talks about some of the this, the science behind how habits are formed. And basically it just goes, you know, when something happens, the cue or the trigger, then we have a routine and then there's a reward at the end. If we don't build really good systems, routines, and processes, then we just end up winging it all the time. And so what we're trying to do in a conversation roadmap is to try and predict All of the things that could happen and then build some conversations around those things to know how more effectively to take people through a dialogue, which then reduces our mental effort and allows us to be even more present, more connected with one other human being. And like I said, when we do this in that first 30 to 90 seconds, your life becomes easier. You can focus, you can listen, right? And so when, when we, what we do with our, with our programs that we're doing is we try and help you get clarity. We try and make sure that you know who's your customer, what are they doing, what are their challenges, can we use some empathy to figure out what are they going through? Right, Not talking about us, but talking about them. What are their challenges day to day? And how can we understand some of the cause and effect nature of those challenges? That's why we build a lot of pre-call planning into everything we do. So before you even pick up the phone, you should have a pretty good idea of either them specifically... It, it, the person you're calling in that business, or generally the type of business and the role that that person plays and how their life is affected by these challenges that we've already talked about, right? So that's what we're trying to do is get clarity in our message, our customers and in ourselves. So when we, when we get going, we can actually hit the ground running. Okay, So the other part is we develop then consistency. Once you build these kind of conversations and these roadmaps and you know what's going to happen, now you can cut, not so much run autopilot, but you can automate some of the ways that you do things so that when something happens in a conversation, you already have thought all these options through. If you remember those um, those books, those choose your own adventure books, it's kind of like that. It doesn't go from start to finish. That's a scripted book. It goes like, when this happens, what are you going to do? And because we've already pre-thought it out, now we take a different path and we have the more the higher likelihood of conversions here, conversions there, and your job is then to test all of that stuff. And so then we build, once you get going on that, you build confidence through that testing on what's working and what's not. So I hope that that makes sense. This is sort of my, my ramble on why we're doing this, why we build these conversation roadmaps and why the pre-call planning and the open opening are so important for everything that you do. <clears throat> now, one of the, like the number one skills, once we open a call and we, we kick it off, anything can happen. Anything can happen in that conversation. People can say, well, I'm not interested or, you know, I'm just doing some research or my uncle's brother's dog told me to check this thing. Whatever it is that that we talk to people about or they just say we're already going with somebody else or a hundred other objections. What we need to listen for are very specific cues. Now, I may have told this story before, but um, I, I always like to, to bring this in is, is my girlfriend loves um, to send me articles on how to be a better listener. And I think that's just because she knows that I do a lot of work with listening in business. I'm assuming that's what it's for. But she, we, we talked about this thing. Um, there's a thing called a Love Lab at the University of Washington. And what they do at the Love Lab is they study what makes um, successful relationships, what makes them succeed, what makes them fail. And there's things that they do in successful relationships. In any relationship, they're called, we give bids. So we, with these little outreaches to our partners say, hey, look at this, what do you think of this? All throughout the day, we do these little kind of, hey, just, you know, I just want to be acknowledged. I want something from you. We all do it. What they found is the successful relationships were somewhere in the, the high 80% of acknowledging their partner's bids. And the ones that didn't succeed were down around the like the 20 to 30% rate. So what what we what we look at is when we're talking to people they're giving us these little bits they're telling us things that we need to listen for. When we don't listen for them and we need to make listening a completely focused like everything shuts off kind of skill and it's something that it sounds like It sounds like nothing I'm saying is is not crazy, like I'm not saying anything that doesn't make sense. But when we realize that listening plays such an important role, we need to switch our mind into complete listening mode. So when people are talking to us, we've got to listen. So one of the examples we we, we read in one of these articles was there's a man and a woman out looking, um, uh, looking out over the patio. And the woman says to the man, you know, look at how beautiful those trees are. And a typical, when I, do, when I do this in, in big crowds, we, we ask, you know, what's a typical response for a guy? And like 99% of the time they say, they go, uh-huh, or what trees? That's typically what the guy's going to say. Everybody laughs. That's kind of what happens. But what happens is that when she says, look at how beautiful those trees are, it's the same thing your customers are doing when they say, hey, I'm struggling with this or we're worried about this, or we're excited about this, or we're currently working on this, and they're telling you these little bids. And then what I hear all the time on sales calls is we just go to our agenda. We say, okay, great, now what about this? And we we just miss it completely. So in this story, when she says, look at how beautiful those trees are, the answer there is to say, what is it about those trees that you find beautiful? Now we've got a conversation. So when your customer says, hey, we've been, we've been currently working on this and we're struggling with this, you say, hey, tell me about what about that are you struggling with? And then you now have a dialogue. They're saying, oh, and you say, hmm, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Or how did you do that? Or who else is involved? Now we ask questions about something they're talking about instead of getting to our agenda. So that's a big part of what we're going to talk about as we build conversations. But let me step back into the opening because if we don't do the opening right, we don't do anything right. So when we do our pre-call planning, so if I were you, I'd write this down somewhere or jot it on your hand, whatever you want to do. Pre-call planning means that we do a bit of research, We know our segments. We know the types of people we're going to interact with, that segment of the customer, the type of business, the type of role that person plays. And we have to sort of imagine what their life looks like. What are their challenges? What are those undesirable effects that are part of this cause and effect nature of their business? And then we say, okay... Before I pick up the phone, how can I just get into that mode of being empathetic? Then as we go to pick up the phone or as we go to talk to somebody, we have to then tell ourselves that prejudging is normal. And prejudging is where we start to invent ways they're not going to buy from us. And it's normal. We got to catch ourselves doing that really quickly. But we have to put in our mind that no matter what happens, I'm going to give them the full conversation, the full show. Because if we don't, we get caught. In the wrong type of conversation. The next thing we want to do is eliminate distractions. It's too easy in today's world to have buzzes and beeps and everything. as I'm recording this podcast, there's nothing else in my room that will buzz or beep that I'm, that's going to try and grab my attention. And like, Capture my ADD. So that's another thing is get prepared. The other one is you got to set your energy before you get on a call. Can you get pumped up? Can you, can you do something where it says, yeah, I'm ready to do this. I'm excited and get yourself in that mindset of I'm here to serve. I'm going to help this person I'm about to talk to. And then the other one is now we're all excited. We're pumped up. Now lower your expectations, right? Have zero attachment to results and just have a regular conversation. Too many times we're wrapped up in, oh, I need this sale or I need this person to say yes. No, you just need to have a nice talk and maybe they're a fit. I don't know if we're going to be a fit. Let's talk and maybe we can spend some more time together and determine if we're a fit. They don't need to send you a check on the spot or maybe in today's age, the credit card. I don't know if anybody uses checks, but that's what we want to do is is get our energy up, amp yourself up, but then lower those expectations. Just really enjoy connecting with another human. So that's how you want to plan stuff. Do your research, do your pre-call planning, all this stuff. Now, when we start, the way we open our calls is really where the magic happens. And for me, one of the things I've been realizing, um, uh, I've been doing some studying on myself over the last number of years, is um, the easiest way for me to start a call is to do a bit of a laugh before I do my podcast, I usually laugh a little bit and I just get myself into a smile mode and an energized mode. So, you know, and just, I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to be cool, you know, just be cool, be normal and just sound like somebody that's interesting. It sounds like I'm having a good time. So you're like, Hey, what's going on this? Instead of being like, Oh, hello, I would like to talk to you. And then waiting for that conversation to get going. So your speed to authenticity, your speed to that energy is going to really drive dramatic results in the opening of the call. The other one is, is we're trying to disrupt their pattern. We don't want to sound like everybody else. So when you call them, how do you disrupt that pattern? How does your energy, how does your, your sort of your, your, that authenticity, that, that genuine nature come through right away? So that's another thing. And one of the things I've learned that I, I used to do, and I still do, is when I really want to connect with somebody on the phone, um, and this, I only do this on the phone because face-to-face is weird, I close my eyes. Okay? Think about that. The number one thing you do when you meet with people first time and you want to pay attention to what they're doing, what do you do? You look at their eyes. You make eye contact. You try and build a bridge. When you're on the phone, you can't make eye contact. So what I like to do, and I've been teaching people to do this, is just close your eyes. When, when so, Even when you're talking about something important, you're trying to understand what it is they're saying and really connect with the message, is close my eyes and try and imagine that we're two people just connecting right now and eliminate everything else, right? If you can do that, you can nail that, everything else is easy, right? Now, here's the thing is, in your goal of any sales call, no matter what you're selling, is there's a couple things you're trying to do is first of all you want to know what's their current reality? Where are they at right now? What are they doing? Then the next one is where do they want to go? What's that future reality? What's what's that 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 goal that goal, that vision? What are, what are their plans? What are the projects they're working on? Where are they trying to take this? Then we then we say, okay, now what do we see a way that they can go from this reality to this reality? Do we see that they can make this change? And then do we see that we're actually able to be the right person to help them make that change? And are are we communicating that? So in our conversation, it's not about your product. It's not about your price. And in fact, if you say that stuff too early, you lose. So everything in your opening of a sales call is just to figure out where are you and where are you trying to go? And that's why we have to sit really deeply into these conversations and stay in that zone, stay in that flow, okay? Now, what we're really trying to do is not diagnose. We're not trying to be doctors diagnosing problems and swooping in and saving the day. I I talk a lot about being a sales hero. We've got the Sales Hero Podcast. The sales hero isn't the one that comes in and saves the day. The sales hero helps people solve problems. They help them become better. So our job is really through our questions, Through our insights, through our ability to clarify, we help them start to frame the situation better. Where are you at? Where are you trying to go? Ah, you know, I can see how that's going to go. And our goal is to understand, not to interrogate. We don't want to be sitting there going, now, where were you last Tuesday at 8 p.m. and shine that light in their face. We want to be able to, through this conversation, to get to this moment where we go, ah, I get it. You're doing this and it goes like this and if we could just do this, oh okay, cool. Then at any point you're excited enough and you go, "Here's what we need to do." And now you're facilitating, collaborating, solving problems together. But until they uh, they show you what's going on, you you can't rush to solve those problems. So um, right away, when you're, when you're talking to people, the easiest question you can ask is, is if they've inquired with you, just say, what makes you interested in that? Why are you interested in that? Just get them talking. Tell me about where you're at. And like I said, with the, the trees story is the best thing you can do is take notes. And the, the even don't do it on a, on, a, on a keyboard, but do pen and paper, whether it's face-to-face or on the phone, is write down whatever they're saying, stuff that's important. And when you say, ah, oh, and you point to the thing on the paper, say, you mentioned that you were excited about this or you were trying this. Can you tell me more about that? How did that go? What's going on with that? I, I, I'm interested to hear. And that genuine question is going to take you to the next level. And the reason I say don't type, Is because I listen to lots of sales calls. And when I listen to sales calls and you hear people typing, it's distracting. It also makes me feel like I'm being interrogated. It makes me feel. It makes the customer feel like you know they're being um, what is it, uh, deposed, and they're t- they're they're being on the record. And it makes them feel weird. So why you got to eliminate anything that makes your customers feel weird. So take notes on paper. The other thing it does is there's lots of studies that when you write physically on pen and paper, I, I forget the the stat, but it's like ten thousand neurons fire because it's such a kinesthetic thing to do versus typing, which is very much like very minimal movement. So it actually connects the information to your brain much more effectively. And you'll remember and connect to the thing and and you'll have a more personal connection to the person you're talking to. So those are all the reasons when we're taking notes, we do that. So you're looking for those, those bids that they're going to give you. Now, um, the the big thing is it's okay, even if you have a list of questions you want to go through, it's okay to stay in that conversation as long as possible, as long as necessary, until you actually do say, I get it, right? And so you want to allow that conversation to be organic. You want it to be normal. You want to be two humans talking, and you still want to control that pace. And you could dictate what information is being released, um, and you're trying to just get stuff from them. Now, and you're creating excitement. You're getting them to see, ooh, I'm here and I can go there and, you're, and your excitement is breeding their excitement. The other one is that I see all the time. Uh, we just did a big uh, a client meeting the other day is using simple words, right? There's a, there's a term called the fluency effect, which is all about how most of the time we tend to overcomplicate our language um, by using complex words. So we try and you know just sound smart. You need to use words that everybody can, can relate to. you want to use words that they like, not words you like, and so sometimes we sound smart, so we say all this stuff, and if we, if we don't connect the information to our potential customer, it 's not going to resonate with them. so use words, use simple words, talk to them like you're talking to a 10 year old and they're gonna, and as long as your information is valuable, you can say really complex stuff in simple language see? and so the what we 're looking at is as you go and build this conversation we 're going to talk more about that is your goal is not Not to go through a very predefined process, but to be able to oscillate between questions, insights, stories, and social proof and all this stuff that allows you to frame a really good conversation so that by the time you get to the commitment... It's like, okay, here's what we're going to do next. And everybody's on the same page. We all see what's going on and it's exciting for everybody. Too often we just try and ask a bunch of questions. Then we, ju- we do this big deep breath and then we pitch to them. And that's where a lot of us are losing because we think it's about a pitch. It's not about a pitch, right? And so I always talk about there's a thing called a love triangle. Um, and it's the love triangle is, is between you, them, and the info, Okay. Remember this. You, them, and the info. If you allow them to start to fall in love with the info, you lose. They have to buy you first. You need to get them to fall in love with you and your ability to ask questions, share ideas, really give a crap about what they're doing and get to that moment where you're both like, okay, cool, here's what we're going to do and then the pitch and whatever your offer is is much that makes much more sense but if you start sharing well this is how much it costs or this is what our project is too soon it's it's going to throw you right off and so that's that's the love triangles you them and the info so the big thing here is this is all about still how we open, how we build that initial conversation. And just remember, not all calls go as planned. And so that's what we're planning for. We're planning for the unpredictability of our sales calls. So write down what they, what they, what they say and then take a turn and then just keep moving that conversation in a much um, more organic fashion. Okay, So it, just to recap big things for call openings when we're starting is set that energy, eliminate distractions, have no attachment to your results. Remember, it's just two humans talking. Try not to be weird. Ask really good why questions. Listen for anything that you can talk about and stay in that conversation. Um, And just just really get a clear picture and get excited about the change that they're going to make. Now after this, then we're going to get into how we paraphrase, how we reframe, how we tell their story back to them, and then ask for commitment. And so this is really going to demonstrate straight how well you actually understand what they said. And that'll be in one of our next podcasts. I'm not sure if it's the next one or not, but that's really it. This is how we open calls and really kick butt right from the beginning. So if you want to help with this, you know, reach out to me. Uh, we are building, we are doing a lot of coaching, a lot of training on these sales conversation roadmaps, but this is what we help you build. So we build that language from start to finish. So when you go into any sales call, you are absolutely prepared to, prepared to go and just make the most of it. And it decreases that mental energy and allows you just to be present and have more fun. So that's, it for today um, any questions no reach out to me um, and thank you for hanging out with me thanks for checking out today's podcast you know whether you're just starting out or you have decades of experience it's conversations exactly like these that can help you get an edge today and in the long term you can also find me on my blog at jogerard.ca and salesheroacademy.com make sure you share this with your friends and colleagues as well you know selling is heroic Because nothing happens in a business unless people buy from you. This is why I want to help you just simplify, have fun, and grow. Let's not only talk about these ideas, but take action and do our best work together. When you invest in yourself and just continuously learn how to sell the right way, you are a hero for your customers and for yourself. So join me next time for another episode of the Sales Hero Podcast.